This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3679, for Thursday, the 8th of September 2022. Today's show is entitled Lionux and Laws SAI Nonprofits in the US A Closer Look at ERCs. It is hosted by Monochromic and is about 36 minutes long. It carries an explicit flag. The summary is the ins and outs of ERCs. Linux in Laws, a podcast on topics around free and open source software, any associated contraband, communism, the revolution in general, and whatever else fancies your tickle. Please note that this and other episodes may contain strong language, offensive humor, and other certainly not politically correct language. You have been warned. Our parents insisted on this disclaimer. Happy mum! Thus, the content is not suitable for consumption in the workplace, especially when played back on a speaker in an open plan office or similar environments. Any minors under the age of 35 or any pets, including fluffy little killer bunnies, your trusted guide dog, unless on speed, and cute T-Rexes or other associated dinosaurs. Martin, how are things? Hey, Chris. Things are fine, apart that everybody has COVID, but yeah. Um, and, uh, sorry, I think it's called Rona, no? Maybe I'm wrong. Sorry, it's, no, I mean, I think it's either COVID-19 in, in, in contrast to 20 or 21, I can't remember, mm. or it's Corona, SARS, whatever. I keep forgetting. Mm. Anyway, anyway it's, that, that one, yes. Pretty much like politics or bad weather. Mm. <laughs> And before I forget, this is, of course, Linux In-Laws, Season 100, Episode 2758. We changed the numbering scheme about a fortnight ago. If you want to catch up on the previous episodes, feel free. Of course, the website is linuxinlaws.eu. You will find the full back, back catalog on that website. Mm-hmm. But this is not about missed episodes, Martin. How are things over there on the almost green aisle? Oh, it's very green. Also known as yeah. the kingdom. It's very green, yes. Uh, how are things? Interesting. Um, hmm. Something happened. happened. Uh, yes, yes, Martin. We are recording this on the 4th of July, year 20... Sorry, 2157, <laughs> I think. Mm. Side note, July 2022. But mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, we're recording this on the 4th of July. Which is, funny enough, something called the Tax Independence Day, originally named that is, in something called the United States of America, now known as yeah, it, the Independence it, Day. Uh, yes. Um, it obviously wasn't the United States of America back then, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, looking back, why did people go for independence to some, well, to some extent, no, no, not just to some extent, okay. For, for, first and foremost, it was about religion and all the rest of it, as you normally do. 
But then things mm. happened in Boston Bay and all the rest of it. And tea was apparently thrown into the water. Didn't make mm-hmm. a huge difference uh, from a taste perspective, I suppose, because we're looking at, what's the word I'm looking for? Seawater, right? Uh, yeah, Boston is on the East Coast. Yeah. Exactly. So um, never mind the faint taste of tea. <laughs> didn't make a difference. Didn't last either. So, But what did last is actually the independence. Um, uh, so far, find, so far, yes. Yeah, good, you can find the time. details. Time. <laughs> exactly. You can find the details in any history book mm. uh, worth yes. its, its, its money. Uh, yeah, but given the, given the fact, Martin, that, that mm. the UK, or oh, sorry, that the key as in the K, is heavily on the decline from a kind of, in the broader political view of the world, I don't think that the US is going back to British colony anytime soon. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Probably not British, but some, there's some other candidates, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Martin, I, I hate to spoil the fun, but Russia never was a British colony. <laughs> no, no, the other way around. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, you mean that Russia will also be invade it invade the UK sorry the kingdom unlikely because oh, no, we're no, still no. member of NATO. About, no, no, no. We, we're talking about uh, the US being independent, right? So, uh, so ha- it's, yeah, this will come to an end at some point. So. In terms of what? Yeah, in terms of being no longer independent, whilst they are overrun by some country. <laughs> Like what? Canada? Mexico? Unlikely. Unlikely to be Canada. Well, to, yeah, to be fair, there are probably... I don't know how big the Mexican population is, but it is quite... But you see, the thing is, basically, it's, gonna, it's better be a NATO state, because otherwise the fifth, the fifth um, what is it called, paragraph will apply. Uh, not uh, pleasant. But, uh... So, if for any people who are thinking about invading the US, just hmm. from a theoretical perspective, please make sure... That if you do the that if you want to do this, you do it from a NATO member state only, because otherwise you will have the full force of NATO mm. right in front, right against you, and that's not yes. something that you want to do. Unless even most NATO countries have about five tanks. Mister Putin, if you're listening, either you are not exempt from this clause. <laughs> So don't, don't even think about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, but this uh, is not a show we? about independence or, or invading the US from a NATO member state or not. This is actually one of the most important episodes we ever did, mm. especially if you're suffering from insomnia. Very important. Only the the episode I reckon on on floss licensing comes second because this episode <laughs> yes, this, uh, will actually be on on five hundred one C's as ah, a special yes did, did as a say, special. Uh, but, but, go on. ahead. No, no, carry on. Did you, you said five hundred one C. I thought you said five hundred one jeans. No, no, C's, I, I may have done in, the wrong preparation. No, no. <laughs> okay. No, 501Cs are a special type of organization in the U.S. only, I might, I might add. Uh-huh. Um, especially relevant from a tax and, other, and, and some other perspective. But as we will uh, touch upon in about two hours, maybe two and a half hours time, once we have laid the foundation for the following discussion, quite a few open source and civil rights movements are filed or are classified as 501Cs. Uh-huh. So this is why why 
or it may or may not be important because we had the electronic frontier no we had parts of the electronic frontier foundation on the podcast we already had yes. the fsfe on the podcast mm -hmm. which is of course the european sister organization of the free software foundation and of course we also had not exactly in the order of priority or never mind importance loris if you're listening we are also the uh, we had also our beloved um, loris crow on the podcast, of course, representing the Zig Foundation. And the Zig Foundation, if you recall, Martin, classifies mm -hmm. as a five, as a 501c6. C, C uh -huh. But before we go into the level of detail, we should probably, first and foremost, put a disclaimer in, we are by no means lawyers. Yeah, we are by no means tax consultants. <laughs> I think the, the appropriate <laughs> phrase is far from us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes. um, every every tax concerns we every tax concern similar to marketing that we get in Martin fires immediately. So, <laughs> so no worries. But, so but the we, we have no income, so we don't have to worry about tax. <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyway, uh, so the following, of course, comes uh -huh. with the usual caveats. Please seek professional help in these areas. About that, if you are seriously thinking about setting up a five hundred one c whatever subtype applies, uh, please, as I said, please do get professional help. Links may or may not be in the show notes. And of course, consultants, if you want to sponsor something called Linux in Laws, the email address is sponsored at linuxinlaws.eu. But, but without further ado, maybe before we go into the differences uh, about 501Cs, we should probably explain the type of organization that a 501, yeah, we, a 501c in general is. Before we do that, we should probably say what it is. Right? Please, Martin, go ahead. Well, uh, so a 501c is a, 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 an American or a U.S. tax code uh, that uh, looks uh, is specifically for uh, tax-exempt organizations in some way, form, or shape. Think about your uh, your charitable organisations, your uh, education type um, organisations, and um, software foundations who have uh, non-profit goals. Things like Martin, that. You just mentioned a very important term, non-profit, because mm -hmm. most, if not all, of these organisations, depending on their level of tax skills. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Until today, do not make a profit. But before we go into into the details, there's one important difference. There are non-profit organizations yeah. and not-for-profit organizations. Martin, mm. sorry, you want to you want to explain the difference here? Yeah. So um, the non-profit organizations are organizations that don't make any profit, <laughs> and the not-for-profit organizations. So. Organizations that don't want to make profits, but yes, you feel free to <laughs> expand on. <laughs> no, uh, spot on. Non-profit means basically their income comes mostly from donations, charitable ones, I might add. Whereas the not-for-profit organizations typically have some other have some additional source of revenue, and the main difference. If, if common law is anything to go by, normally not-for-profit organizations typically make some sort of tiny margin on their revenue, like anything between 2 and 5%, whereas typically non-profits do not make any margin. And of course, the margin being basically the difference between the cost charged for services and goods rendered and the cost, the, the original cost 
of these services and, and goods in general. This is known in the trade typically as a margin, as in the difference between stuff you buy. And that, of course, also applies from the services rendered by your labor force and the price at which you then sell any goods resulting from the combined efforts of the, of the, of the services and, and goods originally bought. Mm-hmm. This is typically as called a margin in the trade. Is it? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. If my economy 101 knowledge is anything to go by, it dates back to mm. about, what, 30 years back or something, uh, maybe, yeah. maybe even more. Okay. So, um, fine. So, we defined that. So, so, what about the people that work for these organizations and get paid for this? I would call them nutters, but that doesn't capture it, I reckon. No, well, these I mean, would be, are, are these would people be people with... Part, these part would of be the people... 501 thing? Or no, these would they be people... Do they pay taxes on? Or... <laughs> uh, no, I mean, from a, from, a, from a taxation perspective, you're looking at typically, typically employees, right? I mean, people yes. are employed by the business, so yes, they would be tax liable. Unless, mm. of course, they donate some of their income back to their employers. Which, of course, then, depending on the type of, of 501c, would be tax deductible. Well, they may as well. <laughs> um, yes, but indeed. But no, I mean, nutters is probably the wrong term. We're looking at people with strong ideals. <laughs> yes. Very important. Okay, so don't they have um, things like state laws in the US as well? I think 501c, if memory serves correct, is a federal tax regime. Right. So, as uh, let's say California could decide, oh, let's tax these guys anyway. Uh, no, they couldn't because they would oh. be violating RS as Internal Revenue Service guidelines, under oh, which all these associations Sky run. Guidelines can be ignored. <laughs> sure. No, but um, I'm sure in the, in the Texas US, tried, have, but Texas you failed. Have, right? You have <laughs> mul- mul- multiple taxes, right? You have um, uh, federal tax and state tax. I'm sure. Yes, Martin, but you see, the RIS basically is on a federal level. Yes. So yeah, this is state, what I mean. So, state, stuff, so, so, state stuff doesn't apply. So this 501 stuff only applies to uh, the federal level. So yes. you don't pay federal tax, but then as I mentioned, California can say, oh, we don't care about your 501, so you pay his tax anyway. Mm. So you need to choose the right state as well. No? Uh, I reckon this is where <laughs> our lack of tax knowledge <laughs> <laughs> in the US comes in. <laughs> Tax accountants, whatever, <laughs> tax people, if you're listening. Specifically we, tax accountants in the, the US. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The email that says feedback and little is in you, especially to quench Martin's thirst for knowledge <laughs> on a local state level okay, in okay. the US so, when so, it comes so, down to taxes. Before, before we go into too much detail, why don't you give us some examples of, of um, organizations who have set up under this? Uh, or, or have successfully applied for this yeah, exemption. Martin, before we do this, we should, oh, we should probably okay. give a short overview of the different subcategories involved. Okay. I, I reckon it would, it would make sense, right? So there's the umbrella term 501c. That is, mm. of course, a federal IRS. Level, okay, so, uh, so what are A and B? And then you have subcategories ranging from 1 to 1, yeah, 20,547. Yeah, what about A and B? What are A and B? Oh, you 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 caught, you got me there, Martin. I don't know. It's like well, there must I mean, be an A and B if the, lo- <laughs> Ma- the, loop, the loophole is basically that this that this episode is aptly titled 501 C. 
So yes. only the C applies, not B, not E, not D, not the A. Okay. But if you're if but people, if you're not asleep by now, <laughs> Martin just promised to do an episode on five <laughs> on A's A and, A's. and B. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This, this um, may, no may take jokes. a few years to, to material. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. No jokes aside, as I, as I said at the beginning, uh, we will get to e examples in a minute. But mm -hmm. why? And, and and that also will explain why is this important from uh -huh. a from a US perspective. So. The thing is so, basically that if any RS website is anything to go by, we are looking at about 29 subcategories under 501C, ranging from 1 to aptly 29. The right. most important things that apply to the, and, and now we're getting back into the context, ah. that, apl that ah. apply to the FLOSS world and, yes, the, yes. and to FLOSS communities uh -huh. would be for 501C3, and 501c6. Okay. And do Wikipedia these, do these says... Do these have a name, these three and six? Or? Yes. Wikipedia talks about religious, educational, charitable, scientific, library, literary, testing for public safety, to foster national and international amateur sports competition or prevention of cruelty to children or animals organizations. That would be the three for you. And six, apparently, business leagues, chambers of commerce, real estate boards. Just a couple of examples for the for these two subcategories. Mm -hmm. Now, what is of course important? If we take a look at the Free Software Foundation, if we take a look at the Electronic Frontier Foundation, these are mm -hmm. typically examples for 501c3s because they would fall into the, the scientific um, yeah, slash the, the, educational the, the Apache, category. Apache Software Foundation, Mozilla. Same thing, yes. Uh, Mozilla, C3s. yes. Whereas a 501c6 would yeah. be a trade association, typically the Linux Foundation, for example, which is, funny enough, filed as a 501c6. Okay. Because as we, as probably we all know, those of who, uh, you are listening, the Linux Foundation is an enterprise body of the community on an enterprise level using Linux. And now is the time as any to probably go into some of the details. Rectorizes especially 501c3s. Okay. Oh, sorry, what um, question? Um, it's not a question, Martin. Oh, okay. It's more like a, more like a further characterization of, uh, of ah. a three before, okay. we go into the, before we go into the Fair sixes enough. Enough. Or, or the sixes, um, if anybody's still awake. Okay. So Let's go. Exactly. So, for example, uh, the RIS also differentiates between a public and a private foundation for a three, and the and the difference is basically that the that the uh, that the income for a public um, for a public uh, foundation actually comes from the public, whereas a private foundation is powered by investments and endowments, and that makes a difference basically if you take a look at where Yamuna actually comes from. Hmm. Also, the important difference between between a three and and a six is actually that if you donate to a five hundred one c three, these donations are tax deductible if they're charitable. And I reckon with the Electronic Frontier Foundation and with the FSFF, with the FSFF, they would all classify as charitable, yeah. all right. <clears throat> also, something important for for a c three these 
bodies are typically prohibited from supporting political candidates. There's a there's something called a Johnson Amendment dating back to 1954 that exactly prevents this or prohibits this. So mm-hmm. if it becomes too apparent that you're supporting a political candidate, a candidate, you could lose or you could risk, risk to lose mm-hmm. your, four, your 501c3 status, mm-hmm. meaning then you are liable to taxes and some other implications. And the, um, uh, the C6s have to report their um, political involvement as well uh, in terms of money and stuff. Yes, but I reckon if you're running a trade organization, and C6 typically is such a trade organization, you can do a, a certain amount of additional lobbying. And specific, more specifically, I mean, there's nothing in the, in the code that prevents a C3 from doing some subtle lobbying, I reckon. Because well, I reckon, we're, we're talking about uh, donating to political campaigns, right? That's, that's Correct, yes. So, yeah. That means supporting political candidates, exactly, because that would classify well, as, 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 as a campaign. candidates with yes. money, money, in other words. The, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yes. So yeah. these are these are some of the main differences between the C3 and, and the C6. Yeah. So, uh, Mark, there's, yeah? A few, there's a few other ones as well. Martin, um, please go ahead. If if, so if, if, the, the, if, yeah. if, if, if people are listening, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um so your C3 can't receive any grants, for example, whereas your 6 can. Um, they have to report any um, any um, donations over $5,000, uh, whereas the, the C6 doesn't. Uh, so all sorts of fun like that, really. <laughs> uh, yeah. So word of advice, if you want to launder a million bucks through, hmm. through a C3, you want to split this up. Uh, in, in many, in many four thousand. Exactly, <laughs> like pretty much like a Bitcoin tumbler, that sort of thing. Yes. <laughs> so that you are flying under the radar and elegantly, I might add. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else? Before we come to the floss context that we already already kind oh. of touched upon. Yes, churches four hundred one four hundred one c threes. Yes. These typically also include religious bodies. So, Richard M. Stallman, I don't know if you're listening, of course, Richard M. Stallman being the Richard M. Stallman, also known as the St. Ignatius of something called the Church of Emacs. Hmm. Here you yes. go. <laughs> yes. That's from with the eye, anyway. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> much, much, much. <laughs> or a lot, <laughs> let's put it this way. Well, one of the things that... It's not wrong it's, uh, with VI. It's actually that I think they're, they're Emacs emulation modes. Uh-huh. Excellent progress is being made. So <laughs> if the FSF wouldn't be wouldn't be classified as a five hundred one c three, at least the Church of Emacs could could go for this from a theoretical perspective. Richard, what's how they? Church of Emacs. Hmm. It's essentially a church. No, no, no. I mean, no, no. What what, what state are they? What do you mean? What state are they? Oh, do they have a C three or a C six? Uh, not yet. No, that's what oh, I'm right. saying, R- Richard. If you're listening, this I is your way they, out. They, they, don't, they don't get any money either. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't bothered. Them. <laughs> yeah, well, Makes apparently, a certain Mr. Solomon has joined the FSF board recently. Again. Uh, again, yes. Details yeah. maybe in the show notes, <laughs> uh, but I'm not sure what happened afterwards. And um, we right. touched upon this, by the way, during a. During the FSF episode, yeah. and for those of 
for those few listeners who miss out on this, details are, of course, available in our back catalog. So, Martin, uh, now is probably the time, as good as any, to touch upon why this kind of makes sense from a Frost perspective at all. Yeah. Especially if you happen to be a U.S. resident or want to set this up in the U.S., Because if you're thinking about setting up the next software conservancy, uh, software, software conservatory or setting up the successor of the Free Software Foundation or something like this, mm. more than likely you are targeting the U.S. because of money. Well, Maybe you're not. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it, yes. It, uh, if, if you're uh, not targeting the U.S., you can uh, stop listening right yeah. now. Yes. If you target yes. the U.S., please listen on. Probably be a completely different number in each country for these kind of things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the principle so the is probably fairly similar. Yeah. Um, the thing is basically the point that I, that that they that Martin and myself here are making is you want to choose your subcategory wisely in terms of if you are slanting towards civil rights like the like the electronic frontier foundation or have mm -hmm. more community aspects in your focus the c3 is probably something you want to go for if you are more like a trade party representation like an industry body or something like this this yeah, is six yeah, is yeah. the thing you want to go for mm. yeah. from a frost perspective mm. so yeah if you're, if you're more interested in, in uh, let's say uh, educating people around open source then uh, the c3 Um, yes. So for those of you who are still, who are still listening, need to say mm. any questions, any, any questions, <laughs> feel free to send to feedback at linuxinlaws.eu. What about legal? <laughs> <laughs> Martin, if you haven't fired them, they may still be around. <laughs> yes. Just to say we're not lawyers, and, Martin, and as Martin has fired again our legal department last week or something, we are not in a position to give, uh, to give legal advice. But we will do our best to answer any any of the questions coming our way, given our limited yeah. capacity on the subject. Mm -hmm. I mean, jokes aside, um, this was meant to be a very short overview, anyway. Yeah. So, so the quick, fact, um, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Can I finish what you're doing? No, I mean, given the fact that we're clocking in at what what thirty minutes, I reckon already, or twenty eight oh, or okay. something. Like this, yes. Right. Any poxies? <laughs> oh yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, what's it called? Damn. Hang on. Uh, what is it called? Uh, called. Um, anyway, uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what it's about first, and then I'll tell you the name. Absolutely. So, uh, so Channel 4. I was just doing this Channel 4. What's Channel 4? What is what Channel 4? Channel 4. I thought, 4. That, Channel 4 I thought is they went bankrupt um, about 10 years ago. No, You're no, You're not no, talking no. about the TV channel, are you? Yes, the channel. TV you are, channel I, yes. Thought, I thought they went bankrupt. No, no, no. What? Um, are you serious? Are, are they still around? Amazing. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so on Channel okay, 4, they have enough. a new series called The Undeclared War. The what? Um, the Undeclared War. Undeclared War, okay. Which uh, is set in 2024. Where uh, GCHQ, that's in the British intelligence people, uh, prevents some cyber attacks and stuff like that by some foreign nations of unnamed origin. <laughs> and it's quite amusing, really, if you watch it. So, yeah, that is also quite um, 
as a story, it's quite good. So, well, well, okay. Well, the, the, the technical details probably leave it a little bit to be desired, let's put it that way. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's quite nicely done, so you can okay. overlook those. Okay, what's my box then? Bear with me. I just have to dig up the English translation for this. Ah. Yeah, it's a, it's a very, it's a famous German dish. Sauerkraut. Um, uh, no, Martin, it's not. Bratwurst? Uh, far from it, actually. Bear with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what else? Kartoffel, Bratwurst, uh, Sauerkraut. And... It's a form of dumpling uh, called in German der Vietnknödel. How much? For some reason, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Google Google made a failed attempt at it and called it napkin dumplings, but you cannot translate. Puffer, puffer, that's a good name. Uh, no, actually, um, <laughs> the American some American website actually um, calls it Servietenknödel. It's, it's, it's apparently it's, yeah, it's a dumpling essentially. <laughs> okay. It's very tasty, especially if done with a, with a mushroom sauce or a mushroom okay. topping. So, and I came across this about the other week when I had to to cook for for a relation of mine that's uh-huh. currently not able to cook. Uh, details will not be in the show notes. Um, but suffice it to say that I've taken over now the role of of, of, of an almost professional chef in uh-huh. that capacity. Okay, well in that case, I shall <laughs> expect some kartoffel puffer and some <laughs> some, yeah, Martin, Martin some Martin. apple strudel. <laughs> Let me let me dig up in that oh, homemade reserves. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no jokes aside. Um, yeah. We're talking about my mother, and my mother recently has fallen ill. The role model of a son that I am, yeah. I stepped in, of course, and we switched roles. Now she's sitting at the table, and mm. I'm and I'm cooking for her. And this is the reason why I dug up this beautiful Javetinkinol recipe. Details will be in the show notes. It's a it's a it's a down to earth German speciality. Essentially, you're looking at a dumpling made from old bread, as quite a few dumplings made are, for example, the stuff you get in Bavaria, called yeah, Semmelknödel, as a matter of fact, which literally translates into a dumpling made from bread. And I topped this off with a sauce made with fresh mushrooms and some cream and some, and some spices and herbs. And as usual, that was... Both both are favorites, I reckon. So, yeah, this is the reason why this is now no more, no my pox of the week, as in the pox, the pick of the week, exactly. Mm-hmm. And as I said, recipes will be or a recipe will be in the show notes, so that Martin can surprise me with his cooking skills when I'm visiting him next time. <laughs> well, uh, clearly you will be served with a British dish. <laughs> oh, fucking dear. <laughs> Accompanied by lukewarm beer. <laughs> oh, dear. No, Martin Beckers, please, please, please go for your Dutch origins. <laughs> okay, we don't have any feedback. This is no. a, the email address is still the same. Feedback and links in the sort of you. So if you have any feedback, people feel free to send this, uh, to send this to that mail address. Be cool. We haven't from, heard from you in ages. So mm. if you're still listening, feel free. Luna, what's, what's that her name? The Debian, uh, the Debian yes. person. We're still miss, we're still missing your feedback too, literally. Uh, but any other people, feel free to get in touch. And with that, we would like to thank you for listening. As usual, our hearts go out. Oh yes, yes, yes. Very important, people. HPR is about to redo the website. Ooh. Yes, and they, being an open source project, they are looking for volunteers. 
details may or may not be in the show notes. You find actually some of the core discussion on the HR mailing list. HackerPublicRadio.org is your go-to source for this. So if you know any data, Martin, you come from a database background, no? If I'm just correct. Yeah, They're looking for SQL websites? people. Are they? Again? Yes. I, I already volunteered to do the API part. So okay. people, jokes aside, if you, if you have some spare cycles and if you're looking for a very cool project to contribute to, check out the mailing list. Simply subscribe to the Hacker Public Radio mailing list and stay tuned. And as usual, it's a, it's a, it's an open source project that is worth contributing, not just in terms of coding, but also in terms of simply providing content. So like we do, like some other hosts do. So if you think about do podcast, this is your <laughs> platform. And now Ken, I didn't say host, and I didn't say podcast hosting platform. platform. I simply <laughs> said platform. <laughs> this is the important bit, right? <laughs> Jokes aside, HPR as usual, thank you. This is the Linux in-laws. You come for the knowledge. But stay for the madness. Thank Thank you for for listening. listening. This podcast is licensed under the latest version of the Creative Commons license. Type attribution share alike. Credits for the intro music go to Blue Sea Roosters for the song Salute Margaret to Twin Flames for their piece called The Flow, used for the segment intros, and finally to Celestial Ground for their song Sweet Justice, used by the Dark Side. you find these and other ditties licensed under CC at Gemando, a website dedicated to liberate the music industry from choking copyright legislation and other crap concepts. <laughs> I have a, have a quick fire uh, 501 uh, general knowledge question for you. <laughs> so, Go ahead, Mark. HTTP 501, what does it mean? Um, do not know, can't recall. It's probably, yeah. an inter- it's probably in server error or something. It's, it's not implemented. Um, not impl- so, there you go. <laughs> what about SMTP 501? <laughs> Martin, you are the SMTP expert for all of the two of us, so don't bother me with that stuff. Okay, you got zero points so far. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay, what about um, Code 501 in the US? Which, which states is that in? Oh, no. <laughs> why, why did we all of a sudden switch to pub quizzes? We were on the subject of Firewall and Seasmart. Oh, I, I thought we finished with that. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, yeah, that's it. No, Martin, what does 501 mean in Klingon? <laughs> same question. Or these two languages yeah. that they speak on Bytergoes yes. or something. Martin, go ahead. Um, so, so, okay, if if someone says five or one to you, what's the the first thing that you um, associate it with? Uh, five or one dollars? Isn't five hundred one dollars? Buys you a cup of coffee. Current inflation rates going. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
No, I mean, it could be all sorts of things, like depending on your um, upbringing or context. So, uh, if you were to live in Arkansas, Arkansas, it would be a, a phone number code. If you were I mean, a fan of, yeah, there you go. If you were a fan of darts, that would be uh, a darts answer. If you like your jeans, it would be Levi's, right? So, I don't know if you were into. HTTP or SNTP would be some error codes. Levi's, if you're listening, uh, and of course, a sponsor uh, at Linux in Lost to you. <laughs> not to forget the Fiat 501, which was a very Cinco Cento, yeah. Cinco, yes. uno. Cinco, Cinco Uno, yeah, that's right. Yes. right. That, of course, reveals the fact that Martin is almost as old as I am because 501s were popular in the 70s, if memory serves correct. No, that was the 500. The 501 is actually a lot older. It was from the 1920s. Really? Okay. Yes. <laughs> so so they went backwards it. in numbers, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> okay. People, you heard it first. Martin is officially not older than I am. <laughs> <laughs> you have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons attribution 4.0 international license.